a lot of the women, you know, would really, we come from a rancho, you know, from Jalisco. And a lot of the women, like, especially in the 60s, I mean, shit, we didn't have women rights in the United States until 1970-something. So this was before my grandma passed away. Like, just to give you guys, like, a pretext of, like, the story, you know, and how much of a fucking badass she is and she was. Um, I'm making this episode, too, so my children can, so you can live on. So my children can, you know, years later see this episode, hear this episode, and find out who you were and who you are to me and who you are to our family. Welcome back, everybody, to the Lily Paulina Beauty Podcast. This is episode six, season one, and this episode is dedicated to my grandma. If you guys are seeing me on video, you guys are going to see the tattoo of my grandma that I got years ago. It's not, I don't, I don't know, maybe a lot of people get their grandmas done, but my grandma's really, really special to me. Uh, So this episode is dedicated to her, and it's called What My Grandma Represents to Me. So, my grandma, and this is my dad's mom. Since I was very little, has always, she has, I have always been really intrigued by her story. So, little backstory, my dad lost his mom when, and this is like, I want to, before I go any further, if you guys are sensitive, if you guys have lost children, this episode is going to be about death, about my, uh, my daughter that passed away and um, my grandma that passed away very gruesomely so if you guys are sensitive or you guys are you know to like anything that you guys have been through or trauma like um, just warning you and it might be a little bit of a heavier episode for you guys today so I totally understand if you guys need to skip it but I just wanted to I felt like this episode has been like a long time coming because it's very fitting for the end of the year because 2024 is around the corner and I am so excited for it to come and start with such a clean slate. This year has really um, pressured me into going into more into the relationship with God and get to know myself And I have found, like, a whole new, like, self-love and self-respect for myself. And along in that journey, I am being, I've learned to be more graceful with myself. And really, this, this podcast is going to be a weekly podcast at 7 in the morning on Wednesdays. Um, It's just been a little bit of a... a learning curve starting a podcast it's something I've never done uh, we're streaming on Apple and Spotify you guys are you guys are showing up dude every Wednesday you guys are asking and I really appreciate it we are going to be consistent like I already recorded the the rest of the most of the rest of the season so it's just like gonna be auto release which is really exciting and huge for me because the word of the year um if you guys recall from my last episode um it's either like something it's something I've been implementing the phrase of the year or the word of the year and the word of the year for me for 2024 is consistency and it's 
really one of the biggest reasons why I feel like God really wanted to push me to start this podcast because it is a weekly thing and it is a consistent thing. So because I have, I was operating for the longest time under survival mode. And these past three years, I really have been like, what's the word? I decided not to be in a relationship on purpose because I really wanted to dive in to the relationship of myself and build myself up to someone that was going to be living a life that she could only dream of. All the pain, pain for me has always been such um such a fuel in my life, you know, because I've gone through a lot of painful things. But I feel, and back to my grandma, this is just like, I feel like you pick up stuff from your family, you know, from your heritage, from your environment, from your community, from your friends. And the women in my family are just built different, like, period. So my grandma represents my hero. Like, I never met her. But I have had a relationship with her in spirit, like, for a long time. Like, I don't know. I just feel like she's one of my guardian angels. And it's not like this ongoing dialogue that I have with her, but she has been very present in my life. And I feel it's because she loves her children. And, you know, she loves my dad. And my dad lost her when he was five years old. So... My grandma, R.I.P. grandma, um, I'm making this episode too so my children can, so you can live on. So my children can, you know, years later, see this episode, hear this episode, and find out who you were and who you are to me and who you are to our family. Um, So... My grandma died at 36 years old in Mexico, pregnant by, uh, pregnant uh, with her 13th kid. Um, my grandpa, R.O.P. grandpa, um, my dad's parents, was working like a lot of men were working um, in the Norte, you know, leaving all their family in Mexico to come and make better money here to send back. Um I think it was around the Brasero movement, if I'm not, no, because the Brasaros, I think, were in the 1940s, and this was in the 1960s, so I don't know, but there was definitely some type of contract between um, the United States and Mexico to, like, you know, hire um, for months at a time, and then they come back and stuff, so with that being said, uh, a lot of the women, you know, would really, we come from a rancho, you know, from Jalisco, and a lot of the women, like, especially in the 60s, I mean, shit, we didn't have women rights in the United States until 1970-something. So this was before my grandma passed away. Like, just to give you guys, like, a pretext of, like, the story, you know, and how much of a fucking badass she is and she was um, in spirit and in this world, you know. So she got ran over by a semi-truck when she was eight months pregnant with her 13th baby coming back from an errand 
she had like left her children working um the animals um this was like my dad was working he was already five but that's just how it was like back in the day you know like from the like as soon as you were able to like help out they would have you help out because literally you're living out in a ranch you know like rancho life like sierra like dirt like you know like creeks and no electricity no running water like you had to go on a freaking burro to the closest whale to get water to bring back home um boiling water <laughs> to take a shower type of shit um and I'm so thankful actually that I like was able to experience that because my dad has a house in Mexico and my mom's family has a dad a house in Mexico so I mean now one of them is like more up to date like um electricity and all that good stuff and it's been like invested in um so there's no more like having to heat your water but yeah, it, it's, um, it's different. So just kind of giving you guys the pretense of like, why my dad was working at five years old, you know, I know it sounds like, um, like different. I, I'm not going to say what it sounds like because everybody has different perspectives, but I know that my grandma to the best of her ability, like loved her kids and this was how she knew how to take care of them. Like her husband was gone for months at a time, you know? And anyways, my grandma, when she died, she, when she got killed, like she already owned land as a woman in Mexico with money that she had worked. She already, besides the land, owns animals that she had worked with her children all those like years and months my grandpa was years that my grandpa was away she had the first store in in uh the ranch you know so when she passed away like she left her children property a business two businesses you know, and cash, cash, like, but they worked their butt off, all of them, and all my, like, both of my families, both of my families are, I come from very hardworking people, and people that own businesses, and have lands, and have animals, like, but they have all of that, because they have worked there since they were little, you know, so, my grandma represents the mom I want to be for my kids like I think like you have no fucking excuse like no excuse if your grandma was able to buy property start a business buy buy animals and flip the animals have two businesses while she was like pregnant with her 13th kid in Mexico like you have no fucking excuse Consistency is the name of the game, you guys. And again, one of the biggest reasons why this podcast is happening, right? Because it's going to push me towards my next thing and my next thing and my next thing. But you have to build your base. And I've been building my base for the past three years. When I became single, like it, during COVID with my daughter, with not being able to operate my business, 
like the last thing I was thinking was to be in a relationship. I was I had just like found out that I had like precancer cells in my cervix before I got pregnant with my daughter. So she was a high risk pregnancy, which is so fucking crazy because just 10 years before I got I was I had lost my daughter, you know, because of of a high risk pregnancy at almost six months of pregnancy. I went into early labor when I was in beauty school and my water broke and she didn't make it. And I feel like that was one of the other biggest pushes in my life because it was such a huge pain that I remember being so mad at God. But like I knew, I knew deep down in my soul that I was mad at myself because there was no way that I would be able to take care of my daughter right after high school, trying to graduate beauty school with a partner that was lost in the fucking world. I couldn't count on. He was totally deep in his pain, like doing the best that he can. I don't want to talk like bad about my ex at all. No judgment here. Like we're all doing the best that we can, you know? Yeah. I remember I was going to the cemetery for a while and I sometimes I find myself months without going to visit my daughter because um it's really hard it's really hard like um I can't get I can't think about it too much because once I get into my head it, it starts unraveling like I can't go there I cannot go there like so I just keep on going you know and the reason that I have some peace in that is because I remember one night I was going to the cemetery and I was like yelling at God and I was like I was drinking like but I was just like how can you like let an angel die like my daughter like you know like she has no fault like you know like I just felt like such a failure because um of her death you know it it was really heavy on me it was really really heavy on me because I remember like when I was going through labor my body wanted to go through labor but I was like in my mind and in my heart I fucking knew that as soon as I would like let my body go through the full like labor um, and ladies, you guys know what I'm talking about. If you guys are moms, when you guys are having a vaginal delivery, it's it's nature. It's it, the body just you can't once it starts, you can't stop it. Like it's a force of fucking nature, life, you know, uh, starting to happen with delivery and stuff and labor. And um, I was I was not letting my body go through labor. I was like, nope. No, because I know if I let her in my, like, you know, if she stays in with me like another month, she'll be stronger. She'll be able to have a better chance of making it. And the doctor had to like put me to the side and tell me like, first it was a nurse. She was like, honey, like you're going into labor. We need you to like let go, you know, and like let your body go into labor because it was like starting to be like, Um, not healthy for me because my water had broken like two days before that and I was I remember I told her shit and I feel so bad because I was really mean but I know I know she 
I know she meant well. I know she did. But you guys got to understand, like, she was telling a mom to let go of her daughter. And that's literally what I told her. I'm like, you're telling a mom to let go of my daughter. I will never give up on my daughter. I will never give up on my kids. And um, I remember seeing her, 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 her reaction, you know, her facial expression and stuff. And then um, my husband, well, we weren't married at the time, but my ex-husband um, and the doctor came. And, like, he told me, he's like, babe, like, you got to let her go, you know. And um, I knew I did. I knew I did. But um, it was just hard. It was hard. And my finally, like, I remember, like, after he told me that, there was just, like, my soul kind of, like, accepted the situation, I think. And... Um, she, you know, she passed away. She gave me her first and last breath. And she passed away. And I remember being, like, so fucking hurt. On top of all of that, I freaking get a hemorrhage. And thank God they stopped it and everything. And I, like, had to stay in the hospital. We, like, baptized her and everything. And she was with me for the, the two days that I was recovering in the hospital. Um, and I remember telling my mom, like, mom, like, this fucking sucks. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here anymore. And she said, mija, pues, ni modo. Te tienes que aguantar. Porque tienes a tu hijo esperándote en la casa. Todavía tienes a alguien que te está esperando y tienes que estar bien. And I remember I felt, like, let down by my mom at the time, but... It was exactly what I needed to hear. Like, moms know. And I have, like, my mom and I have had our ups and downs. Like, I feel like looking back now, like, how could we not? Like, <laughs> I left my house at 14 years old, you know? Um, But I'm just so thankful because I have been doing the work, but my mom has been doing the work as well. And our relationship is, like, night and day. And I'm just so thankful for my mama. I don't know. Just the women in my life are built different, you know? Like, when I was in the in the cemetery, I remember I was, like, trying to be mad at God. And then he, I felt like he was with me, and he was just, like, letting me throw a fit. I remember I was drinking that day. And then it was almost like, okay, have you had enough now, you know? And I remember almost feeling like I didn't say anything but in my head I was like yeah I, I'm I'm done being mad because deep down I knew that at 18 19 years old pretty much a single mom with a three and a half year old and <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't take care of my daughter you know, like, I was, I, I didn't even, I was finishing beauty school, like, not even, I think, I think I was working, like, at Victoria's Secret at the time or something while I was finishing school and stuff, um, there was no way I was gonna be able to afford two kids at that age, going to school full-time, working part-time, you know, like, there was just, 
it's <sighs> looking back almost 12 years later almost 13 years later now that I have my lily bell like no 10 years later actually because lily bell's gonna be three um I feel like I don't know I never really thought about reincarnation or anything like that but there was so many similarities with the pregnancy the situation with my daughters and their like dads and just the timing of it all you know that sometimes I feel like I got my daughter again and I don't know like when I started this healing journey because you know, I was, like, going through a lot of stuff that I really, like, was unre unrecognizable to myself. Like, I told you guys on episode one when um, I kind of finally saw <laughs> the woman in the mirror 50 pounds later. Um, so I had to, like, I knew I had some work to do, but I never thought that that would have meant being three years single, um, losing 50 pounds rebranding my business God took me from an apartment to a three-bedroom home to giving me a full team and he so when God said like have you had enough I, I think I finally was able to have a conversation with my daughter that night and I pretty much asked for her forgiveness and I told her that I wasn't gonna let her death go in vain and that I was gonna work my butt off to get me and my son out of that lifestyle out of being another teenage mom statistic you know so years 13 years later I have my own business I live in a house with my kids on my own. I have a full team. I'm a celebrity artist. I've been an educator for the for like seven years for the fastest growing color company in the in the world. Um, and I'm just so thankful that God has given me a chance to make it up for my daughter and. And I feel like I've gone distracted out of, the, out of the way, like choosing like wrong partners, um, you know, like learning, learning from running a business, you know, because I really, really wasn't running a business before. I wasn't measuring anything or anything like that. So all of this has brought me to this where I'm like going back to my grandma's story once again feeling called back to remember who she is and realizing that I haven't even started to scratch the surface. So back there, I don't, I don't know if you guys can see, but that's my vision board for 2024. That's been up there for like a month because I've been really trying to be clear, 
Clarity is power, you guys. And I wasn't clear of where I was going after all these little like redirections um, that I've been having. But because I haven't been drinking alcohol, because I've been eating clean, because I've been going to the gym, like I'm feeling like it's building momentum, you know, like it's been losing the weight, cutting people off, you know, building consistency, like all these things, you know, um, and I just got clear on it, like, I think it was yesterday, so there's, like, a bunch of squiggly notes on there, and I'm about to, like, fix it up with images and stuff like that, so, yeah, I want to leave it here, you guys, letting you guys know that the fire's fucking back, I, I'm really starting to see, like, more and more who I am, how God wants, sees me, how I want to show up, obviously, after the 2024 vision board that I just did. And I'm so fucking juiced, you guys. I'm so juiced because I'm built for all this shit. I'm built for all this shit. And I feel like the past five years, I kind of forgot that, you know, because the people I was around, like, I was always like, go, 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 driving to LA. Like, this was before I got pregnant with Jackson and Lily Bell, you know, doing all these things. And people were always telling me, like, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. And when I got pregnant with Jackson, of course, I just knew, like, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I feel like I was just, like, letting that be my truth. Like, I'm doing too much to kind of put in, like, make something work that just clearly God did not want to work for me. And I am, like, I'm feeling, like, more and more like myself. And I don't want to say, like, my old self because even then that I was... I was doing all those things, but I was in those rooms with celebrities feeling like I wasn't good enough to be there. And now, like for 2024, you guys, I'm so fucking excited because I'm going to take a few badass classes I've been wanting to take. I'm going to fucking put on my fucking student hat on. I'm going to humble myself a little bit and freaking sacrifice a few things, build some adversity to myself, like to to fucking get there, dude. I have badass goals for quarter one and two. I'm so excited for you guys to see it. Um, los dejo with with this in mind, with my word of the of the year being consistency. Please comment down below what your word of the year or phrase of the year for 2024 is going to be. Until I'll see you guys next Wednesday for episode seven. Mwah. Merry Christmas. <laughs>